so we're both just staring at the computer. How much fucking rice cakes have you learned jam or almond butter and jam can I have? And I was like, but then I laughed at my text to you because I was like, food bites. Like, not eating, just food bites. Well, I assumed, which is like a longer way of writing it, but I thought you meant snacks. Welcome back to the next episode of Trail Tips. It's been a while since Tori and I have caught up, but we finally got together. So there are a few questions we answer and a fair bit of gossip about nothing as we do. So just to be warned, that's what you're getting into. We discuss feeling anxious around races and feeling like you bit off more than you can chew. We talk about how to fit in strength training around your training. And if you, we get really detailed on if you should do it in the same day as a run and how to fit it all in and a few other questions that have been waiting uh, because we had crazy things happen two times that we were supposed to record so we are a little bit behind so we do apologize for that but the questions are like I explained later kind of universal they come up a lot so it is definitely helpful I think to everyone as we get into race season I want to say thank you for everyone that's finding us on Patreon. That's where I am putting the episodes that, because we have so many now, I think this is like 173, we are losing some on Apple and Spotify because they won't hold that many. Elephant. And Baker Jew and Elephant. That's right. That's really good. Um, so they're on Patreon and you can find them there. And the link is in my bio on my Instagram at hillsport55. This episode is brought to you by Knackbar. So if you go to knackbar.com, knackbar.com and use discount code TRW15 for 15% off at checkout and you can see their new caffeine bars there. They just sent me them. They're fantastic. They have a four to one carb to protein ratio which will keep you going long term. They also have protein, waffles, everything you need for your races and they are using sustainable ingredients which is great for the climate. Other things I can say, I think that's it. Here is Tori. Yeah, I figured after a second, I was like, now she's late. What the fuck? And then I'm like, oh, she thinks Dude. I'm eating too. And I thought you were just sitting there eating. No. <laughs> so we're both just staring <laughs> at the computer. How much fucking rice cakes and peanut butter and jam or almond butter and jam can I have? And I was like, but then I laughed at my text to you because I was like, food bites. Like, not eating, just food bites. <laughs> well, I assumed, which is like a longer way of writing it, but I thought you meant snacks. You know, like that's more of a food bite than a breakfast. <laughs> now I've had a lot of um, liquid drinks known as coffee because now I'm fucking wired. Good, good. Me too, actually. Am I too loud because I've got the mic like right at my grill? No, you actually look good. Not even super loud at all. Okay, I won't. Are you recording this right now? Uh, You're recording? Yeah. Oh, I see the red dot. Um, I won't talk about my dating life. will not. But it's been so long, so... Is that like, what is it called? Like, is that bait? Or is that a serious comment? <laughs> like a cliffhanger? No. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, you know, like you're baiting me in. Like clickbait. Yeah. Also cliffhanger. Uh, I don't know. Like, yeah. Um, I feel like this, this, okay, I'll say one thing. I feel like this new person, um, <laughs> like from the lot, like I literally just like met him a few weeks ago, but he, um, he's like, uh, I feel like you and Katie would be like, I don't know, proud of me. I feel like he's like not, he's like different than maybe, maybe different than other people. We'll okay. See. We'll see. Okay. That's a good cliffhanger for the next trail tips as well. I'm not the best judge of character, so I'm wary. So, because <laughs> <laughs> anyway. 
Okay. Okay. Well, what, let's, what else is an update? It's been, okay. So first of all, let's just explain to the audience that a couple of these questions are a little bit old yeah. because Tori and I have set up and started talking to each other possibly three times and then had to cancel for various and sundries. And now we're finally doing it. And I didn't want to just miss over these questions because I responded to the people and said, yeah, we're recording tomorrow. Um, but psych, I meant we're recording a month from now. Anyways, some of these questions, and I know that like are repetitive, like they're very, ba- they're going to get the same answers because we've done so many of these before. Um, so I think that's okay because that just means they're super relatable. And I've noticed as I'm putting up old trail tips onto the Patreon when they disappear from Apple or Spotify, that a lot of questions repeat, which makes sense. Like we all kind of get stumped on the same thing. Yeah. Um, which again, just reiterates my point <laughs> that I think these are still fine. Um, the super specific one will be more difficult, but other than that, that's my disclaimer administration stuff. Um, how about, how's your knee? Um, okay. Not to, just so you know, like, don't read this out loud, but I just sent you a text on the text you just sent me, what we're not going to talk about, but it's pretty funny. My knee, um, oh, um, I got an x-ray, which I felt like an idiot to even get an x-ray because I felt like a crazy person. But it actually showed that I had an effusion, so weird injury. And then um, turns out I have this like joint effusion. I don't know why. I have an idea of why, like in my left kind of chain, but like top to bottom, bottom to top. I kind of know why things are like irritating that area. So um, yeah, I have a little bit of like rehab fatigue because I've got like a bunch of doctors and specialists and people trying to figure it out. But um, the last two weeks I was brave and I finally got IMS again. So I used to get IMS all the time and then my phobia got really bad. But my friend Jillian is a needle, like just really, really her approach to needles is like just what I need. And so it's taken me, you know, six months to feel comfortable. So now anyway, I got them yesterday and I'm, I feel like that's actually not on the knee, but just like around what's pulling on it. Anyway, I don't, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I think that's key. Like I'm jogging a, a few times a week to like test it. But the problem is that like I'll just keep going like, you know, even yeah. if it's like uncomfortable. And yeah. it's been like that for a year. So anyway. Do you I, speaking of IMS, discovered this like new guy who does it in a way that I've never experienced before. And I've probably had over the course of my life a dozen different physios do IMS. Yeah. And it's all been fairly similar yeah. This guy does like a different approach and he will tell you nobody else is going to do this. He's like, I done this to like Jen Sager. And she was like, it was worse than having a baby. And I was like, okay, so that's a nice thing to hear before. Oh, I would never fucking go to this guy. <laughs> it was. So I did it. I went to him twice because my back, my rib is so bad that like, you know, Still? You get, oh, my rib is going to be bad for the rest of my life. Like it's always, it's just going to be a thing that I have to just deal with. So, you know, when you get to a point where you're like, okay, either I can live with this pain or I can try anything. And I'm sort of at that point. Um, So I went to him and it was like half an hour. He like turns the lights down because you have to like breathe through it. And it was the most aggressive, intense experience of my life. I was really close to being like, okay, I'm tapping out. Like, I can't do this. You have to stop. And he'd be like, okay, this is the, like the edge of your pen pain threshold box. Like try to just breathe through this. And it was 
like over a hundred needles. It was what? Yeah, it was. Oh, and they, oh he doesn't do it softly. He's like, I'm going to go at this hard. Um, I was, I sweat through everything I was wearing. I had to change everything after, um, I had to like, like literally I had to do labor breathing. It was so fucking crazy. I'm never, I'm never contacting this person. What is his name? His name is Colin. He's in, um, Yale town. I'd never fucking go to him. Like, oh my God, the twitching, like just the whole thing. And he's doing my back where a lot of people won't do because they're like afraid to go deep in there. So he was like pulling the muscle up and getting in it from the side. Oh man, it was so crazy. Um, but you did over hundred needles. So wait, hold on. Oh my God. Like, is that still considered IMS if he's going at like a different kind of intensity? I don't know. It's probably just considered like a really insane, not, no, probably not traditional. And he's like, he's not like a masochist. Are you sure? He probably is a little bit. He probably is a little bit, but during that race was the best my back has ever been. And it only like the Finlayson, it only now has started to get worse again. And I, it's funny that you went yesterday because so did I. And I was like, I went in and was like, now that I know what's going to happen, I don't actually think like, I think you need to spread this out. I can't do this all in one go. But then we got into it and I was like, F it. I'm here. Just keep going. Um, I'm like sweating just thinking about it. Man, it's it was so crazy. Cra- it's so crazy because like uh, right before you were saying this story, I'm thinking like, yeah, you're like everyone said it was like the the most painful thing ever. And I'm thinking, I think the story is going to go like Hillary walks in as a fucking fighter. She's like, that's not even painful. Like, I just want to like do it again because it's not even painful. And then like the story took a turn and you're like, <laughs> I'm fucking at 100 needles. I'm like, oh God. No, 100% the most painful experience of my life both times absolutely the most but the most effective and I think just like you just get so tight and for me too now like Baker's in that age where he wants to be carried still a lot but he's fucking giant so he's like you're like on one hip kind of yeah off balance holding them which just like seizes up the whole thing even more so yeah my mom only had like all of her babies on one hip and I'm just like I'm surprised she doesn't like walk lopsided now like yeah Totally. And then I try to put them on the other hip and I'm like, but I'm going to drop them. Yeah. yeah. I've actually tried that when I'm like holding people's kid because I always have like the one hip. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do the other one. I'm like, nope, doesn't work. (laughs) Well, and then, okay. So this is my question to like you as a mental health person and to any of the moms (laughs) listening. He's two and a half. So like, it's not that he's tired because he's run, like he ran four kilometers home from the park the other day, just ran it. Um, But sometimes it'll be like first thing in the morning, we're going to daycare and he's like up. And I'm like, no, buddy. Like, it's yeah. really hard to carry you. You can walk. I've also got his backpack and a bunch of other stuff. And then they start into their spazzing. And he's like, up, up, and won't won't budge. And just, like, runs and grabs at you. So I'm like, oh, okay. Is the right thing to do? And I've tried to explain, like, you are heavy and it really hurts, mommy. Like, I, I physically cannot yeah. carry you any farther. But he's perceiving it as, like, like, or is he, I guess is my question, perceiving it as me being, like, I don't love you enough to, like, hug you and hold you close to carry you and it's heartbreaking but I physically can't do it anymore I wonder yeah because he's not that at that age where he's like quite reasonable I'm guessing he's well I don't know that but he his like comprehension's not quite there like in terms of like empathy totally and it's not obviously fully but there's also this thing where like you'd be surprised how much they are absorbing when you're just talking to them and they're not giving you anything back because then later on it comes up again because yeah. he was we were in the car and my mom like stubbed her toe um like a month ago yeah and i was like he's just sitting there and he goes i'm happy mommy and i was like oh that's the best 
And then I'm like, is, uh, we were going to see my parents. I'm like, is Nana happy? And he goes, no. And I was like, what? Why? And he's like, she really hurt her toes on the coffee table. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I was like, well, she's recovered from that. How far about how Christmas far? time? At Christmas time, you remember? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, they just like, things do sink in is what I mean, you know? Like, yeah. and they can put it together. Like, that would make her unhappy. Can he negotiate at all? No. Well, yeah. you can try to. And so he says, like, not yet, soon though. But I don't think he knows, like, what he's negotiating. Yeah, I'm wondering if you, like, I don't know if you've probably done everything. I, you've probably done this. But if you're like, I really want to um, carry you. Um, and then you, like, gave yourself a limit to that. Be like, I really want to carry you um, after breakfast. And then maybe, like, carry him to the car. I don't know. Like, or whatever you can do with your boundary. Yeah. I'm, I think it's like that. You just have, probably have to just keep trying. And eventually that he'll start to learn that, like, I think that that future stuff he doesn't quite get. Yeah. Or like, I really want to carry you. Um, um, I don't, yeah, I don't know, like some sort of negotiation. So then he can have like the autonomy to say like, like not now, like when, or I don't know, something in terms of putting choices. Do you want to yeah, carry, choices. Yeah, choices. Get, carry yeah. now to the car or do you want me to carry you after daycare to the car or something? That's actually a good idea. Yeah. Like he's, he, he's done choices with you before. So like, but also like starting the sentence with like, I love carrying you or I want to carry you. Um, let's do it, um, you know, after we put on our shoes or I don't know. Like, yeah. Yeah. Instead of just being like, I can't. You're so heavy. Get away from me. Yeah. Fuck. That's hard. There's so many little things that come up where you're like. Yeah. And I'm sure like every little thing you're like, am I traumatizing him for the rest of his life? Totally. That's how I would think of as a parent. But I think like the consensus that I'm hearing from old people that I talk to in the sauna is like, as long as you are. Oh my, I have so many friends now in Boston and they're all 70 and I love it. There's like, a sauna that's open there? I want to go. There's no saunas that are open. It's a secret place, so I won't say it out loud. But they're like, yeah, um, just keep talking to them. Like parents that engage with their kids with like full human conversations. They're like, yeah, those kids do good. Anyways. Dr. Becky, Dr. Becky, something on Instagram. She has a lot of like kind of conversation tactics. She's like a parent psychologist or whatever. Um, but sometimes it's like when they're like a little bit older. Like I, I don't know if he's quite at that. Dr. Becky, something. I don't know. Anyway, Dr. Becky. Okay, I'll look her up. It's a, he. Like he's yeah. Anyways, we're on a total side tangent. So, are you still working with your coach then? Yeah, like I'm. I mean, she's not prescribing anything other than like, she's just like in my corner. Like I'm just paying her to like really just be in my corner. So I don't feel like I'm a fucking lunatic. I honestly felt like a lunatic getting the x-ray rack and then even getting the x-ray. I was like, oh my gosh. I'm like, I was even joking about myself to the x-ray tech. And then it comes back and Chessa was like, you're not fucking crazy. Like, holy shit. Like there's something there. I'm like, who, you know, I just was going through the process of like, maybe if someone wants me to get imaging, like MRI, then like, oh, I can just check off the x-ray box. Um, and so I just went to go get it just because I know that that's what you do and could not believe something showed up, like just flabbergasted. And then I spent half of Sunday acquiring all the assessments I've had in the last six months from like physios, chiros, RMTs, and just like sending them off to um, this like sports med doc that I had a I had like a referral that was about to expire for something else, like from my pubis. And oh, I basically crazy. called her up like months ago, be like, can I please get an appointment before my referral expires? And they were like, well, your referral's for something else. And I was like, look, there's no doctors. I, I'm, I've been 
spinning my wheels for over a year on this knee thing. Like, and I just begged for an appointment and then she called me. She's never seen me physically. So she's like, I can't really do much because I've never seen you physically. And I was like, I've never groveled at a doctor so much in my life. I was like, (laughs) this was last week. And so then she requested like all of those assessments, like kind of in one document and then my experience written to her. And so thank God, like just, you know, begging for people to like, kind of like pay attention. And so I can not be in this situation for another year, like going insane. So yeah, I'm doing a lot of activity, but it just doesn't feel good. And I want to do dumb shit this summer. Totally. Yeah. Especially with like new dude. We want to do dumb shit. Oh, look at that. We're going on a, okay, I'm going to stop talking. (laughs) You just cannot help yourself. We literally need a side show that's like Tori's life. Tori's dating shit. No, yeah, we're going to go on a road trip on the long weekend in February to, so then I'll know. I'll know if, you know. Totally. The couple of weekends. Um, Okay. So let's get into it. Um, I just want to quickly say two people that have written reviews recently, um, they're really long, so I won't read the whole thing, but the first one from Runner in the Cove said, um, great podcast. And to summarize, she talks to real people that are all trail runners that you can identify with, um, no matter where you are in your trail running journey and the occasional words from her toddler are very sweet too. And then Kelly in Australia said, never a dull moment, always worth a listen. And I've binge listened to every episode. Trail tips episodes, yes, with Tori are fantastic. And both are amazing content, as well as the laughs you get from listening between the banter and Hillary and Bud Bud. I love that you call them Bud Bud. Makes a few appearances as well. So thank you both so much for those lovely trail tips or <laughs> lovely um, reviews. Re- those help other people find us. It's so it's so fun to read those ones, um, especially from people like all over. It's so cool. That's and so freaking cool. I love that they both mentioned um, Baker. <laughs> I love I love that they're binge listening. <laughs> I know it's great. It's a great time. Um, okay, should we get into these questions? Yeah, I keep muting myself because I'm hacking up a lung. Yeah, I gotta stop smoking. Um, <clears throat> do you have? Are you COVID again? Or no? I just not, you know gotta quit smoking. Um, okay. <laughs> New slide. Okay. Are we doing? Okay, I hope I'm on the right sheet. I have. Okay. You are. I just saw your little pinky I feel stuff. Like come we have like other things to gossip about, but I won't. We do, but I think we can intermingle it in here. I that's not the right word, but <laughs> we'll go through some of these questions and see what comes up as well. Okay. Okay. Hi, Hillary. I ran my first trail race last week, which is a few weeks ago now, a backyard last human standing format and had a trail tips queue for you. Listening to you and Tori over the last month calmed my nerves and really convinced me to send and forget my nerves in this race, which was totally a new format for me. That's awesome. I managed five laps for 20 miles after only ever running 13 miles on street. Such a blast. Anyways, (laughs) I forgot this question. This is is my favorite chafe. My favorite. What's up with the pubic chafe? What the fuck? I was all lubed up in the normal hot spots and listened to everybody's advice. Read no underwear, and I don't know your personal grooming preferences. But (laughs) I'll tell you. I'll tell you mine. Don't worry. Is there some word on the street that I'm missing out on? Appreciate you, ladies, and keep and thanks for keeping me entertained and informed as I enter the world of trail racing, Mackenzie. Well written. Do you think she wants us to name drop her after she's talked about her vag? Well, it's too late. Yeah. Um, Here's your last name. I know like eight Mackenzies. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Mackenzie Trailrunner. Everyone, yeah, there's it could be. Yes, and she she could be in any country. I um, it's androgynous name, so maybe it's 
not her badge. Maybe it's, maybe it's, maybe it's a deer. Totally. Yeah. Whatever area. So I have a lot to say about this. Do you? Um, I have a very simple thing to say about this. Doesn't matter what your grooming preferences are. And I'll say it again. And it's a new thing. Diaper cream. End of story. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, that's what that stuff is made for. And it is thick and it does not sweat off. Okay. The last thing I'll say too, test out different pairs of shorts because you will find that one magic short that fits the way your body shaped that doesn't rub as much. Yeah. So lube your lips, whether you do it with diaper cream or like a, a, a like a water soluble lube, that's not going to like wash away with salty water and sweat and all that stuff. Um, I really like, oh fuck, what's it called? Not body glide. The, it's like, I have to order it on, I have to like order it online. Um, it's just like the, it's like a roll on, it looks like a roll on deodorant, but it's really like lube Anyway, it's not surprising that the first time you did 20 miles when before was the longest was 13. It's not surprising that you're going to get chafing in spots like you had never known. I totally know what that feels like. Vag chafe. And I've also had like vag butt crack, whatever that is. It like your taint? <laughs> like whatever that fucking area is. Is that what it's called, Hillary? I am not. No, I'm not. Or is that like, I, I don't know anatomy very well. So maybe. I don't know well enough to confirm or deny that being 100% correct. So, so any like, of your and, areas. But the thing is, everybody's area is a little bit different on what gets bothered. Yeah. And so, but you don't know. So, like, it's not surprising that that's what happened, like, the first time you did 20 miles. So, like, y- like yeah, you just lube, like, you get up right in your grill and you just, like, lube your butt, like, even, like, between your butt sometimes and, like, between your badge and, like, all in there. Because, like, I've had and the top of your butt, Andy gets it at the top of his butt. Oh, interesting. But like, I've had that before. And I'm guessing like, maybe Mackenzie was like walking wide legged after this because like, yeah, I've had some wonky chafing in there. I totally get it. So grooming. Oh, she doesn't want to know my grooming preferences. Okay. I'm like rereading the question. I was about to tell Mackenzie my grooming preferences. This is an interesting trail tips question. We did say I won't. <laughs> I won't, but I'm, but I'm, I have an appointment on Friday. <laughs> Okay. And the other thing I'll say, and my friends are like, oh, you wear shorts all year round. And this is so disgusting. I wouldn't say this if I wasn't married. And I'm like, yeah, for my inner thigh callus. So it's <laughs> <laughs> like I get chub rub, but if I wear tights for a long time and the skin gets really sensitive again, then my inner thighs um, will chafe. So like Tori said, your first time, of course, but it does get better because you learn, but it also like your skin toughens up. You get leathery. Sounds like you're talking about boating. You're like, your first time. Like, <laughs> you, you tough it up? My favorite question ever. Thank you, Mackenzie. Okay, let's move on. Okay, so this question has definitely been asked multiple mm-hmm. times, but we will do it because there's a few more months of winter anyways, and let's just spew out like our top three or two even. Can you talk about your favorite one running? <sighs> Jesus. Can we <laughs> Can do this? Can you talk about your favorite winter running gear? I know. Oh, I know we did a whole episode on this a long time ago, um, but maybe our top to each. Oh, that's my note. I, wow. I have the same thoughts. Months apart. Thank you. Can't find her name. That was tough to get through. Whose name? I couldn't oh, find you it. can't find her name. I thought she couldn't find your name. Okay. No, but then I laughed because I wrote notes in here that this is literally the same thing my brain just did now. So at least I'm consistent. 
I'm going to say a light breathable jacket because what happens and Tori might relate is you overheat and sweat real fast in the rain in a lot of these raincoats because they're so intense. Actually, I think Tori's is the Norvan or yeah. Cherex one. Yeah. Or is it Solomon? I don't know. Um, so I have found actually a new balance that if it's raining just a little bit or windy, this thing's great, but it's so breathable that I don't overheat. First coat that I can actually run in. Um, so that's my suggestion is find a, a coat that keeps your internal temperature correct and then spikes and then gloves. You always need gloves. The Nordic, the the Norvan like really light Arcteryx million dollar unicorn jacket. If you have a million dollars, I highly recommend spending it on this Arcteryx, like the light uh, Norvan jacket. Um, I also find that like layer, like my favorite kinds of layers and uh, clothing for winter running actually, cause I overheat is actually kind of similar for like Alpine mountain running in the summer. So for example, like I'll take that Norvan jacket on every mountain run and I'll also take like a puffy and like it just depends on where you're going but I feel like I guess because it's not that it's not really cold where we not super cold where we live but anything that's like high like for me I like as high percentage of wool as I can whether that's like my bra layer or like a t-shirt or like a long sleeve um so like anything merino I really like um I just bought a pair of um, we all love Old Navy Technical Gear. I just bought another like pair of spandex from Old Navy Technical Gear. They're like, they're almost like, I don't know why I didn't like, I just ordered them online. And so like, they're kind of like shiny and weird looking, but anyway, they work. Um, yeah. I like Old Navy for pants. I don't think you need to spend, I mean, I would spend a lot on fucking whatever your traction device is on your shoe. Like I would spend yeah, a lot on that. Yeah. And I would, Jacket and traction, $2 gloves. Pants, as long as your vag isn't chafing, it doesn't really matter what your pants are, I don't think, unless you're... I mean, unless you don't overheat, like I overheat. So like I would never wear, even in a blizzard, like I'm not going to be wearing like a waterproof shell on my base, on my bottoms just because like that's, so yeah, anything that's um like a breathable kind of Gore-Tex for the top and then like, and also I used to have, and I don't have it anymore because um, I always wear buffs and well, unless it's raining, I'll wear a hat, but like I used to have this like merino wool buff and I fucking loved it and I can't find it anymore. I think I lost it on the ski hill. But it was really good for skiing and for running, but it was just like 100% merino as a buff. Highly, I really like it because I sweat a lot in my head. Yeah, so I think the moral of the story is um, layers. Well, I think it's like wool, like wool and traction. Um, But also know like how much you, like if you run hot or not. Do you run hot or not? This is, sorry, I just thought of yeah what? i don't know okay 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 hot or not i just thought of like the show isn't there a show called hot or not yes okay but yeah. i can't remember it's like a dating whatever okay it's not a so, running show okay i digress okay where next question cynthia how often this is we get this question a lot too and it's very depends cynthia how often should i train my legs and should i not run the day after strength training i usually do two strength trainings a week an indoor bike on Ruby, is that a bike thing? Tori, you would know. Um, and I run, no idea what that is. Okay. And I run two to three times depending on the weather. I'm doing a physio running program with a progressive training because of the high muscle, because of a thigh muscle and adductor injury. Thanks a million. So there's a lot of things happening here. Whoa. Okay. 
my thoughts are every day's leg day. I'm just kidding. Well, it kind of is. But um, so I don't know if your physio or coach person says this, but um, usually the kind of like rule of thumb is like hard, like hard and heavy on hard and heavy days, like keeping those days the same. So like if you are going to do a strength leg, like a leg strength day, have that your whether it's the bike or it's running I'm guessing if you're doing a progressive running program your running is lower intensity that's my guess so I wouldn't do your leg strength training day on your progressive running day if you have a high intensity cycling bike day I would do your strength leg day on the high intensity bike day like so keep Keep like strength, just keep hard, hard and keep easy, easy in terms of days, if that's helpful. Yeah. So my response would be the same. And okay. So basically, yeah, speed and heavy strength wouldn't do on the same day. And also, are we talking about plyometrics here? So um, how often should I train my legs? I actually think it changes in season two. So you're running two to time per week. So two strength training is fine. If you get into where you're running four to five times in the summer and like training for something, then make those training, those strength training days lighter. Um, but you can get into more of your accessory muscles, um, and like supporting type things or like getting strong in awkward positions. So instead of like a straight two-legged squat, super heavy, which would like blow up your quads, do like a side lunge um, and then like a pulse in the deepest part where you're the least flexible and strengthen like that area. So it all gets put together, which is stuff you should be doing anyways. Um, And exactly what Tori said, I would not do a heavy strength and a speed on the same day or two days in a row. So if you have a lighter leg day and you want to do that before or after your run or on the same day, like that's fine. No, I said they Um, should do that. I said they should do that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like I think, yeah, I think that's great. No, I think and they should you- do like their hard leg day with their harder like biker bike day. Like those You days- want it together? Yeah. Yeah. We're saying different things. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said not two days in a row. No, no, you have them on the same day. Okay. So I would only do that if I was going to do the lift after my run. See, I, yeah. So like, I mean, I think order. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I'm trying to like, I mean, I guess it depends like, if you want, I, I, get, I get what you're saying. And then you get like that full rest time for all of that stuff to recover. Um, unless if you're doing like a speed workout where you want to hit your paces, I wouldn't Do interfere with that, that yeah. with the heavy yeah. lift first, but afterwards, yeah, blow them up. But it sounds like this, per- like, it sounds like Cynthia, her goal is to like get back into running consistently. Um, so like... Yeah. So yeah, I would do like the strength afterwards, but, um, like for me, I well, for me, I'm just doing dumb shit, but like, um, I try to do like, I'll do my intense bike workouts on the same day as like my intense lifting workouts. It happens when you don't have a life. You can do that. Yes. And again, and I mean this in the most non-offensively way, we probably have different ideas of what an intense lifting day is too. <laughs> Cause I can't box jump. <laughs> Well, if I'm going to go squat 225 pounds, I'm not going to go do a speed workout after. No, but you could do it before and then just like lift lighter. Because the thing is, is that you're not going to have 
The other thing is you can do it all, but not all at once. So you're not going to have your like hard, like you're not going to have a strength, you're not going to necessarily have like strength lifting goals while you have a goal of, you know, focusing on speed or like getting back into running. Like you can, you can do both, but you can't do both. You can't focus on both. Do you know what I mean? That, yeah. That's what I was meaning by like, you yeah. can't have, um, you're not going to be like, I need to PR at the gym and then I need to PR on my one mile repeats after the gym. Like that's not, don't do that. <laughs> like not, I just mean like people that are listening. <laughs> Totally, totally. And that would be, that's what I meant by like, you have different seasons and like, as you right. get into your bigger mileage and stuff too. Um, like, oh God, for totally example, like I like love my lifting class and it's funny cause like, I actually didn't start liking it after, after a going for six months consistently was when I started liking it. Um, just cause I was learning so much and like just counting a lot. Counting's really hard at lifting class. But anyway, I was, and I remember like the second time we did our one rep max tests, like not that I give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about what I'm lifting. But then as soon as I get numbers, I'm like, man, I'm not good enough. Like stupid. And the coach yeah. was like, your goal in here doesn't like he was like reminding me like your goal is to run and be stronger outside. Like, you know, he's like, you know, have you improved on your one rep max? I was like, yeah, but not enough. And I was like being pouty. And then he's like, you know, you've been coming consistently. Yes. And he's like, you know, you, you don't, you just had like a 50 K run at like this in the summer. Like you just had a 50 K run, like pain-free, like all these things you have hit your goals in like, and then all of a sudden I'm beating myself up because I wasn't hitting like some weird, like arbitrary target of weight in the gym. And he was like, this isn't this, like you have been hitting your goals. Like he was just trying to like, make me look at it the way that I should be looking at it. So you can't, you can't be like, I need to progress this certain amount, like in all the things. Yeah. And then the other flip side of it, just go back to like what the question is asking. If you are going and doing strength that is like, if you're on a physio running program leads me to believe that like you might have some injuries. So if you're going to do light strength first and do a variety of movements or even like the type of stuff that I think both Tori and I are doing right now with like, um, full body dynamic movements and power movements that are still not super heavy. Um, you might just get all of your muscles firing and engaging properly, which is going to make you actually run mm-hmm. better. Um, so this question is so hard because it depends. Obviously, we've gone through like a billion scenarios already. It depends on what your goals are, where you're at and you're running, what your harder runs actually look like, what your purpose of your harder runs are. Like if you mean harder, be- like you're trying to run conversational for longer, like 10 K like, yeah, do it after a strength. But if you're like 400 meter repeats to try to do a fast, don't do, yeah, don't like, do it. maybe yeah. don't do that. Yeah. Um, totally. And because it sounds like maybe her bike is that intensity. And so yeah, doing, yeah. doing those on the same day, but yeah, I actually really like doing like an easy chill shakeout jog after totally, like, Feels after, so like, but, but I wouldn't do that if that was like my running intensity workout. And so this is why it's really good to get a coach. <laughs> she does. Really Sounds like she has this physio thing happening. Any hoodles. Let's move on. This is, that's complicated, but hopefully that gives you a bit uh, of a Number four looks hit complicated. Your idea. What's that? Are you reading all of number four? I will summarize. It is, it's not as complicated as it sounds. Um, I like how you spelled injury. Okay, so I copied and pasted this. Oh shit, sorry. You just chirped. Don't say her name. Don't say her name. Okay, it's really hard on Instagram to um, do your correct spelling, so I do not. Oh my god, I'm such a bitch. I'm such a (laughs) I'm such a grammar police. It's so bad. Um. Okay, so she's a new runner. 
never really been on roads, thinks she's pretty slow, but everybody says that. Um, calls it trotting. Yeah, we all do. Hold on. I'm going to get to the question in just a, just a tick here. Oh, okay. So I've never participated in any type of race or organized event. I have pretty slow pace. So I always seem to get self-conscious about running with a group, but I think I'm getting to the point that I'm really seeking that community. Any advice on finding a trail group or actually running with a new trail group is appreciated. Second part, I signed up for a 50 K in April and I'm, it's on a local trail and she felt really confident at first signing up but there's a nine hour cutoff and to date her longest run is 14 or 15 miles. And when she was hiking, Oh, sorry. Um, Oh, she's just nervous about getting back into running. I think this is just a confidence question and worried that signing up for the race was more than she can chew and that she's running out of time. The race has a 17 K option and I feel, but she feels like she'd be copping out. So thoughts through losing confidence and staying motivated. Um, makes me wish I lived in Canada. Yeah, you do. So this is like, to summarize, this is so common. Like you sign up, you're feeling yeah. good. Something happens, you panic. It feels like it's too much and you feel like you're not good enough or you're too slow. Um, none of these things are true, but Tori can tell us more, but why not? <laughs> yeah, it is very common, especially like with injuries. And the thing about running is that like I'm not going to say this right, but like basically like we'd all be getting PRs all the time if we could keep, you know, niggles and injuries at bay. It's like basically our game plan is to like be as consistent and healthy and mitigate injuries as long as possible. And I don't know if any other hobby is like that. Like because I feel like running has so many of these like variables to be like you're all you're like when you're training really consistently and intensely, you're like kind of always on the cusp of like will I fucking like get injured again? Like anyway, so it's, it's normal to have this where like you're excited about something and then, yeah. And then there's like this, you know, wrench thrown at you and then you have to like redirect yourself and you have to cross train and you have to like maybe go down in distance or you have to maybe not do the event at all. Or maybe you have to, you know, volunteer at the event, or maybe you have to go to a knitting club while the event's happening. So you don't think about the event because you're so injured. Um, you talk now, Hillary. Yeah, I think Tori's trying to say, and that's okay. Like, that's just what happens. That's part of long distance running. Um, I think you will be pleasantly surprised if you go to the race and even if you feel undertrained, because if you get to mile 15 and you don't make a cutoff or you're not feeling great and you listen to your body and you stop, nothing about your value as a human changes, but you will learn a lot. You'll meet some people. You'll get more involved in the community, which was part of your question as well. And realize that the people at the aid station that you drop are equally as excited for you to be there in general as they are for the guy that came in first. And there's really no harm in trying. And you will then go into the next race being like, okay, 50K, I probably need to be able to run a little bit farther or I need to be less injured or whatever. Or if you're like, I just want to go and finish my first trail race no matter what, then do the 17K. And you're still equally a trail runner as you are if you had done the 50 because 50s will always be there and use it as a great training run. 
meet other people. And I bet you, if you just talk to people, if you just run it for fun and talk to other people around you, you'll meet somebody else that's it's their first trail run or they're training for a 50 and you might find a group and some friends that way. Basically, I'm just saying the races are so inviting and so, um, inclusive, inclusive. Yeah. That like, if you just go with an open mind that it's not about your performance and it's about the people there and the experience, I think you'll get a lot more out of it than you think. I really like that answer, Hillary. It was really well done. And just the people you'll meet, like you won't, you're not the only one with this. I like, I th- I'm really relating to this because I still sort of feel that like, Oh my God, I'm going to get there. And I'm going to be the only one that's not a sub three marathoner. And it's so funny what our brain does. Cause it's never true. Yeah, and also I'm still echoing. It's really annoying. Also, like the funnest, most like memorable and fun experiences I've had in like trail races is like when I get to the start and like I have zero expectation or like I have goals. Like your goal could be like listen to my fucking body and like do the 17k distance and then drop if I need to. That could be your goal, and also have like no expectations about performance and like you're like, and sometimes if like I'm coming off an injury or like I feel really undertrained, I'll be like, okay, my goal is to like you know, get as many names or like meet as many friends on this course as possible. And then I'm like, oh, I'm having more fun than anyone else out here. And like, that's my competition to myself. Totally. My first 50K was one of my best experiences. And I went without having, it was my second trail run ever. We've been through this. I don't recommend this. Um, And I just went to see like, what is this craziness? And the stuff I learned through the race that like my brain couldn't even comprehend. Like I just asked everybody questions. Like, what are you going to do tomorrow? When are you going to run again? What's happening in your toes right now? And everyone would be like, Oh, I learned this, or I know this, or I'm going to eat 18 grilled cheese sandwiches tomorrow. And then at one point I said, when do you think we're going to finish this? And somebody was like, Oh, probably like eight and a half to nine hours. And I was like, I did not budget for that. (laughs) Um, But it was just, Everybody was like, that's so cool. You're going to love it. And um, had I dropped out at 30K, when I think back, I would have been disappointed that I didn't finish it. But all those things that I took away from it that were my favorite parts would still be the same. Mm-hmm. So that's that. So we go through all the questions. Yeah. It's amazing. It is amazing. Um, look at us. Um, 41 minutes in. What are we going to do? I know. Well, we've got gossip time. Mm. Okay. I don't know if I ha- – I mean, I did off the cuff, and now I'm like, nah, I don't know how much I want to share. Well, we have – sometimes I used to get this question a lot from, like, athletes. Yeah. Um, so if we want to talk about life balance, if you have any questions around that, I think that oh. sometimes is an interesting topic. I was thinking about that, but then I, you made it sound really more ex- a lot more exciting. Well, I think it's because – okay, so for – I'm old now, so I haven't had a year of, like, weddings and bachelorette parties and stuff like that in a long time. Um, and I want to have running goals still. And it is definitely easier when you're like, there's COVID and I have nothing to do. So I know I can get my training in, but we're going to Europe. My brother's also getting married. We're going on trips for bachelorette parties. So like life is happening again. And people I think feel pressure now because of COVID to be a part of every social situation. So I think people have different levels of anxiety around committing to all of these things, but still getting your run in and and fitting it in. Yeah. Yeah. Like I had um, somebody even reach out and be like, should I do Finless and 100K or like, do I want to have a summer? And I was like, mm-hmm, that is the question. Yeah. And also what I'm noticing, cause I like, you know, 
it's just me. So like I get very – I really like routines and my routine. And then like even my own weird tendencies, I'm like – when I go away for a weekend, I'm like, oh my god, I'm not going to have my routine. I'm like, Tori, get your stick – get a stick out of your ass. Like you'll be okay without, you know, having your routine for like – I know because Katie's like, are you going to get up at 5 a.m. and exercise? And I'm like, yeah, no one will know. And she goes, Tori, you'll smell it on you. <laughs> Well, wait, you're all like, going to be doing that. You're going, you're going with a bunch of runners though. But I was like, I'll be like off to like find a lifting fucking gym anyway. Um, okay. Question. Uh, oh my God. I just lost my train of thought. Oh yeah. Are you going to, I can't believe I haven't even asked you this. Are you going to the UK in August? Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. I knew that, but I wasn't sure. And then it, I was the first one that booked. I've had a hotel booked for, I'm bringing my parents so that I have babysitters. Oh, have you booked a, because I want us to all book our flights at the same time, but Holly says like there's a certain time period, like three months out, that's usually cheaper. Oh yeah. Um, well, I don't know if you're really going to be, want, well, maybe, maybe that'll be the best baker type daycare ever if we get like four rows of humans. Oh my God, that'd be so fucking fun. But we should sign off here because I have to go get the okay. kid to school. Well, I'll edit the end of this because I'm going to have to now. <laughs> no one wants to hear about our flights? Weird. No. Okay, okay. say bye. 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 bye.